Hello, and welcome to the TU Sports Extra podcast. I'm Patrick Prince, joined as always by TU beat writer John Tranchina. John, always uh, good to be with you talking a little TU football, and we'll talk a little TU hoops later. Uh, it's officially time to start talking about basketball, so we'll get to that. Uh, first, let's yep. talk TU versus Temple, uh, a game that you thought TU was going to get, and they did. Uh, what Kind of what you make of Friday's win? Yeah, it, it wasn't pretty by any means, but they did need to have it, and they did. So, I mean, you got to say that what you can about that. The big, uh, I mean, it was another one of those games where, and they've had alarmingly a few of these, uh, were a the first TU uh, offensive possession resulted in the other team getting a touchdown. This one started off poorly with that one. Uh, Davis Breen got intercepted and it was returned for a touchdown. Um, those are those are tough ones, but they they bounced back from that. They were down ten nothing actually after the first quarter, so it didn't look very good for a while there. But they they bounced back. They had a really good second quarter. Bryn responded and had a, had a good quarter. Obviously, uh, Deneric Prince with an outstanding day. I know you you want to get to him in a minute. Uh, so that was a big part of that win. They you know they they really built up a a pretty good lead. Kind of held on a little bit in the fourth quarter. You know you. You saw a lot of good things, and you saw some things that concerned you. But the biggest thing, obviously, is that they came out of there with a win. Yeah, fair point. So, yeah, Deneric Prince, two hundred career high, two hundred thirty-one yards. Uh, where, where'd that come from? Yeah, I know, right? Where did it come from? Uh, before we go to him, I, I I should have said this. A big part of that win was also on the defense. I mean, they gave up 16 points, and seven of them were because of the interception. So they really only gave up nine, uh, three a field goal and and a and a touchdown. So it was a really good uh, it was a really good performance by the defense. Um, yeah. As for Brit, uh, as for Prince. Yeah, I mean, his third, just his third game uh, of the season, he had a terrible previous game where he only, he had negative five yards against Navy, but he came through with a huge uh, performance in, in this one against Temple. The the really key play of this game basically was an 84-yard touchdown run he broke uh, early in the fourth quarter that made it a a 14-point game and kind of gave Tulsa a little bit of breathing room there late in the game. Uh, yeah, he he was he was big. You got to give some credit to to the offensive line. Uh, they everybody else on this team has, including him. So they all you know the offensive line gets a, a good uh, fair bit of credit for for opening holes up for him and allowing him to run through. Another part of that we must acknowledge is that Temple clearly was overloading the their defense to block the pass. So there was a, that opening there, a little more of an uh, opening for the running game to to succeed. And but you know they Prince really needed to take advantage of that, and boy did he! So it, that was a great performance by him. <clears throat> Let's talk about Davis Brand for a second. Uh, been a little up and down lately. Well, what's going on with him? Yeah, he has been. Uh, you know, I don't know that how much if you can put it all on him. So here's here's the stat breakdown, which I did, and it's pretty startling. First four games, he had 12 touchdowns and one interception. 
the last three games, he's thrown for four touchdowns and six interceptions. It's a little bit more, you've seen, he's looked more like the guy we had last year when he threw a, a uh, you know, nation high 16 interceptions through the season. But I, I will say this, part of that has been, there's a couple of factors in there. A, he's been injured. So mm-hmm. for a couple of those games, he could barely even move in the pocket. So that contributed to a lot of it. And B, the protection wasn't really very good. The first corresponding with those stats is the first four games, he was sacked 10 times total. The last three, 20. So that's, you know, that just gives you an idea of when he has less time and he's being rushed. And a couple of those interceptions have been on throws where he's hit as he's throwing the ball and the trajectory changes and it goes to the defense. So some of the, you know, maybe a few of them, you could say knowing he had little time, he shouldn't have thrown them. But clearly the lack of protection contributed to that and his lack of mobility, which You'd like to think, A, he's getting better. Uh, He looked like he was moving around a lot better in that game against Temple. And B, hopefully the protection will improve as the offensive line does. And, you know, the better, the more they get. There's there's other factors in there. And so we'll see how it goes. But clearly he needs, if he's got the time, he's going to do a lot better. So TU welcomes SMU to town uh, on Saturday, 2.30 kickoff. Uh, boy, John, it feels like forever since TU's had a home game. So uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's- um, SMU kind of in the same boat as TU a little bit, both three and four, both one and two in the American. Uh, how do you see this one shaking out? Yeah, this is going to be a, a tough battle. Uh, and SMU has some momentum themselves. They're coming off a really close loss to Cincinnati. They lost just by two points, so 29-27. So that was a close one. They probably have – they feel like they're coming in with some momentum. The big mm-hmm. uh, matchup in this game is definitely going to be can Tulsa stop the passing game of SMU. They have a very similar t- – Honestly, their numbers are almost identical. They're, they have a very similar offensive uh, game that Tulsa does. Really powerful uh, passing game. Tanner Mordecai is their quarterback. He had transferred from OU uh, before last season, and he's put up some incredible numbers there at SMU uh, the last two years. He's had a great year. He's got a uh, – just like TU does, He's he's got a great receiver, Rasheed Rice. In fact – Rasheed Rice and Keelan Stokes are tied for second in the nation with 114.6 passing yard or receiving yards per game. So that's how identical these teams are. It's amazing. But uh, so that's going to be a key to this game. Their their offense is, you know, derives mostly from that passing game, and that's going to be a good one. And the the you know the question mark for SMU coming in is that uh, Mordecai seemed to get hurt in the previous game. Uh, late in the third quarter, they had their backup. Preston Stone came in. He's a redshirt freshman, hadn't really had much action. He came in, he did pretty good. He got a, he scored, uh, you know, threw a, threw a touchdown, was 74 yards or something like that. So he kept that offense moving. There's no word really on who's going to play in the, uh, his weekly press conference on Tuesday. Coach Montgomery said they were going to 
prepare for either one, but he thought that Mordecai would end up playing. So we'll see what happens there. But uh, And he also pointed out that even if it's not Mordecai, they have a very similar style. Their offenses are run pretty much the same way, and it probably wouldn't change a whole lot. So that's still going to be a you know, even if it's Stone in there, it's going to be a formidable offense that we'll be facing. Now, TU has a couple of banged up corner, cornerbacks. How, how does that fit in? Yeah, that's true. And uh, Coach Montgomery said that that was, uh, they were both day-to-day. -day. That's Kenny Solomon and <clears throat> and Tyon Davis. They uh, both got hurt in the second half of that game. Actually, Solomon was in the second quarter, Davis in third, but and didn't return, and the, it, each of them got hurt in the Temple game. They had a couple of uh, younger backups come in. Sean O'Keefe and Reggie Ellis both came in as, uh, you know, guys who had not, don't really see a whole lot of action before that, but they came in and both did pretty well. Uh, and so Coach Montgomery said that each uh, Solomon and Davis are day-to-day. -day. They may or may not play. He, he wasn't sure yet. But if they didn't, he was confident with Ellison uh, O'Keefe going in as in their place if if that was the case. So yeah, that's a when you're facing a, a you know an offense as strong as SMU's with with that being their strength, that's a that's a concern. But you know we'll see how that works out. Sure. Let's uh, switch to basketball for just a half second. You've uh written a couple of basketball stories. Uh, you've obviously talked to Coach Conkle a couple of times. Uh, you've also watched practice, which is pretty cool. There, there, were, there was a, a, a time back, you know, 100 years ago when beat writers would, you know, often watch practice. Well, I guess it wasn't that long ago, but it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a rarity these days. Right. You, you've had some insight and has, have seen a practice. What, what's an Eric Conkle practice look like in terms of how he conducts the practice? What, what's, it, what's it like? Yeah, it's he's he gets uh, the players going pretty intense in practice. It's it's kind of interesting to see. They're very it's amazingly structured actually. I've never seen a practice so well structured. In, in fact, bef on the uh I guess this at the scorer's table there's a bunch of sheets of paper that I guess every player has seen that the coaches follow that actually has the practice um pointed out but laid out by by to the minute like from 230 to 236 we're gonna work on this drill from 237 to 240 there's gonna be this drill 241 to 242 we'll have a water break I mean it's pretty amazing the the, the detail on the structure that goes into the practice um <clears throat> as we found out at the happens in practice in terms of statistics so every player is getting graded there's stat they're accumulating stats based on how they play in every single drill and then uh at the end of the week they name a, a cane of the week based on their stats from practice as well as you know as long as they don't get into any trouble off the court kind of thing so there's a uh, a character aspects to it as well, but then they get named the cane of the week and they get to wear a different jersey in practice. So apparently that has also helped kind of 
uh, stoke some more intention intensity into the practices that maybe sometimes lags a little bit when without that kind of thing. Players want to be the one wearing that jersey, and so they're like fighting. Like some of the players were telling me about how guys are, you know, battling each other for rebounds because that's going to help their stats, and they might that you know could so they could wear the jersey. So it's it's pretty interesting. He seems like he's he would not be a, a yeller screamer type. He he comes off to me like he would be a very deliberate <laughs> teacher type, kind of very specific teaching slash coaching. Is that am I right or am I totally off on that? You've seen it, I haven't. No, you, your instincts are right there. Uh, they're right on. That's exactly how he is. He's very measured in his comments during practice. I I don't think I heard him raise his voice once. He kind of, you know, he's he, the words he say his, he says are pointed sometimes. This guy's got to do this. This guy's got to do that. You have to be here. That kind of thing. But he never raises his voice. He's very deliberate. He's you know respectful of the guys. It's it's interesting because that's another thing that I'm not used to seeing at, at a at a sports team's practice. A coach who is so in control of his emotions and 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 so reserved and but you know, deliberate and specific with what he's saying when he delivers the message. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting style. He joined uh, Bryce McKinnis, uh, Coach Conkle did, for uh, a, a TV podcast back when he first got hired. And um, I just really like his energy, John. I just like his vibe and his energy. Um, I thought it was, I thought he came off, he came off great. I just, it, it uh, I'm, I'm kind of rooting for him. I, I I really am. I, I think he seems like a good guy, good coach, te you know, a teacher type. Um, so, yeah, I, and there's and there's something to be said for new energy, uh, I feel like. And I feel like he's bringing that. So um, we'll you'll be keeping a close eye Absolutely. on that and writing about it. And we'll get into we'll, we'll get deeper into basketball later, but we'll leave it there for now. All right, John, let's uh, let's mm -hmm. call it good for this week. Appreciate the knowledge as always. Thank you folks for checking us out. John and I come at you every Thursday, usually around noon. You can download us for free on Google, Apple, or Spotify. Uh, thank you for listening, and John, we'll see you next week.